welcome inside the lab. I'm your host, and we have a lot to talk about. School shootings. Over the weekend, there's been just a bevy, a buffet, a plethora of violence at the hands of guns here in the States. I don't know about where you're at, but I want to focus on the United States and what's going on here. You're inside the lab. What happened before the morning after? I love the name of this title. What happened before the morning after? And if you say that over and over, and then you plug in the shooting of the innocent lives down there in Texas, then like down the street in Chicago over the weekend, the holiday weekend, 50 people shot. And we just started June, right? And so talking to you and talking to as many folks that I've been talking to and just listening to, more so listening, um, I want to share some things with you. What happened before the morning after? Well, we're going to find out what happened before the morning after. And it has everything to do with you and you and you believers in Jesus. See, the church in Christ is really truly supposed to have the answers the world is searching for and obviously crying out for. But in order to produce these answers, the people of God must live with the answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ in truth. And the one who is in truth is the Holy Spirit. So, the conundrum begins because outside of the answer in truth, crisis, chaos, and death will exist. Outside of truth, crisis, chaos, and death will exist. Because in truth, remember, he's a person. Justice, humility, and peace, and joy exist. And so much more. And the truth is Jesus Christ. So out of himself and what he's carrying, which is the domain and the governmental administration of heaven, you have the absence of peace. So anything outside of the answer, which is Jesus, and his truth, which is the Holy Spirit, you have the absence of peace. And so take a look around. And just look what's outside your window and listen. And what do you hear? See, we have saved nations, but not born again. And these are, these are they. And these are those, and these are they. <laughs> and these are these people who are not born again. And not a recipient of his of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how to discern the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge. And these gifts that are given to us by the Holy Spirit, by the way, they are supposed to aid the body to effectively cultivate their kingdom life, given the tools of the Holy Spirit, and it draws people to the body. But the gifts were never meant to be like this show and tell that the church, the Western church, has 
found itself in putting on display which congregation is exercising which gifts and which denomination believes in certain gifts and blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, what is happening in as many states, many nations, many countries, people are dying. And people are going to die because you live in a, a lost world, a world not connected to Jesus, not believers of Jesus, not followers of the way. This world had its own systems. This world has its own culture and belief patterns. And these systems and cultures and belief patterns will differ depending upon what region you are in, but the foundation of the systems and the cultures and the belief patterns are the same. You see, again, I alluded to that they're dead. At best, doing as best as they can with limitations upon them. And so we just had this, this shooting. The United States just had this massive shooting of the innocents. It's been 12 years since Sandy Hook. And then last week, in the last week of school, mind you, a psychotic, deranged, demonic spirit possessed a human being and went in and we're still hearing what police officers and the investigators wanted to throw under the rug because it's such a debacle of even law enforcement. And I used to be in law enforcement, so I can talk about this to the degree that I will talk about it on this episode. But 19 children in two adjacent rooms shot dead two teachers, female teachers, and a husband of one of the female teachers succumbed to his anguish and with every crisis that we come into whether it's here or whether it's in a different country or a different setting with different people groups I'm always asking this question where are the people of God at and I've been listening to the news you know the last couple nights you know uh, mental health and getting all agents, agencies together, including the faith-based organizations, so that we can get a better handle on this. And then, you know, there's the gun, the gun debate. And this podcast will not be about debates of the gun. You know, being a former cop, um, retired cop, I should say. And my deal is this: people need to understand that. It's the state of mind and the mindset. It's not the guns doing it. It's it's the state of mind and the mindset. And military service individuals and those in police positions and carry the powers of policing ought to be the ones with guns. Hands down. I mean, you can do your studies of every other country and you find out to the extent percentages of crime with guns 
and you've been probably seeing that on the news. And, you know, maybe I'll get into that, maybe I won't, but I want to stay focused because we got a problem here. And when I say the world is searching for answers, here in the United States, people are searching for answers. You have a Catholic president, um, half of the Congress is Catholic at best, um, religious at best, um, believing in a, a denomination at best, and they don't have answers. And for the most part, there are a whole bunch of Americans that believe firmly that the government is supposed to have their answers. And I want to just share this with you. The church, the ecclesia, is supposed to have the answers because they are supposed to be connected to the answer. And being connected to the answer, learning how to cooperate with the spirit of truth. So when you have the answer and the truth in full manifestation in a body living in humility as kingdom brothers and sisters who are in his power under kingdom authority. I mean, you have it through the old covenant. The prophets were sought out by the kings because the kings knew that the prophets had the power and the authority that they desired. So they sought the prophets out in the Old Covenant. And here we have, you know, what happened before the morning after. I love this title. What happened before the morning after? You know, people are talking about this killer and mental health and his family, a pillar in society. But I got some questions. Because it's not even about the lawful age of owning a gun and in which state you can buy, purchase a gun and these AR-15s, which in fact are war guns. Why would you have war guns available to civilian population is beyond me. But that's what your government desires. And that's what many folks desire. So why not just arm people with bazookas? When will the craziness stop, right? And so the mental health aspect, and you hear about mental health more and more after these mass shootings. And prior to this last mass shooting, we had the Buffalo mass shooting. And in between the Buffalo mass shooting, you've had, in the city of Chicago, you've had multiple mass shootings. And it's happening every weekend. It may not be in the high numbers of, of kills, but you have every week a killer or a gangbanger wanting to go and wreak terror and, and havoc in a public setting because he doesn't know how to use his words. Violence. And where's the church? What happened the morning after? What happened before the morning after? Discerning of good and evil. But see, in the church, in the Western church, you have this deal, well, we're not supposed to judge anybody. And you hear that. And because the church is running around saying we're not supposed to judge anybody, well, then you're not discerning who has dark, evil, wicked spirits in their state of mind and their mindset and who doesn't. Because you have 
heard this over and over again that we're not supposed to judge anybody. It's not our position to judge anybody. And they'll even throw this wrong scripture to justify their inaccuracy. Because in fact, you are supposed to judge righteously. If you are of God, then you are supposed to judge the things of God because he's given us this awesome gift called the spirit of discernment to discern the things that are like our Heavenly Father against what is not like our Heavenly Father. And so the church has placed themselves in the bullseye because blood's on their hands. When I say that, understanding what I'm saying, blood is on the church's hands because it's failing to discern. It's failing to take and be defenders of truth, take the right stance in justice versus taking the fundamental stances of their ideologies based upon their denominations, right? And so these these latest mass shootings by killers, killers possessed by demons, and see, many don't understand, they talk about this, and it's so, it's, it's not even infuriating, it's just so amazing how many experts can exercise their expertise on a given subject with mental health, and it's the same talking points and conversations each and every time we come across this bridge of American mass casualties from American mass shootings. And only in America, the land of the free, this home of the brave, where you have spoiled nations who can go and arm themselves legally and desire to do it illegally. But if you really wanted to remove guns because bad people get their hands on these guns and do bad things with guns, it's just like bad people get their hands on money and do bad things with money, or get their hands on knives and do bad things with knives, it's the bad people. And so I was sitting there looking, listening to a couple talking shows, radio, uh, news shows, talking shows, I call them talking shows, and listen to the experts expound upon emotional and mental abuse and emotional and mental health, and it's amazing how so many ministers of God who do not possess the answers, aren't connected to the truth, and can't shed any light of expertise on what's going on in this world, in America, excuse me. And I was sitting here thinking about this in scripture as well. And this is going to be a couple parts to this, because this is so deep that one, two, three, or four episodes on one topic wouldn't do this justice and I want to help you with this one question what happened before the morning after 
what happened before the morning after. We always talk about the gunmen, the killers, leaving traces of evidence. See something, say something. What happened before the morning after? Where was the body? That makes up the ecclesia, the individuals to this one. Who, who, who and why? Who didn't discern? And why weren't we discerning? Were we, was it because we did not want to lose the love of our loved ones? Heaven forbid that they be possessed by a, a demonic fallen angel who comes to seek and kill and destroy. But I guess they don't believe the scriptures. So if they understood that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and these are the words of Jesus, then what's the conversation look like? And what happened before the morning after when you didn't take Jesus' words as truth in the first place? And how about Apostle Peter when he was talking about be alert and of sober mind and your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And so when the enemy is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour and he finds someone who's open for his business so that he can devour their state of mind and their mindset. And yet we have all these talking heads and experts on mental health who don't believe the Bible. But if we were to put in one room all the mental experts, would all these mental experts agree? But what happens because they're talking about getting the federal government involved and getting Congress and representatives involved and your mental health experts involved and also including law enforcement because they're the key and also your doctors, your psychiatrists, your social workers and the people of faith. If we get all these people in the, in the room, what's going to be the consensus of the defining answer to end what the adversary is seeking to do? When half of these are they who don't believe in the power of the scriptures. What happened before the morning after? Jesus says this, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly and have it to the fullness. And so I'm sitting here thinking about this and putting this show together and I want to talk more about this because, again, you can't pour enough into the bucket and sift your way through the bottom of the bucket to, to pull out as much information because I want to help you. I want to help all of you. I want to help you to understand what happened before the morning after. The strongholds that took place and took root. And what is a stronghold? See, the church is missing the obvious opportunity to not just share light, but shed the light in dark places. See, we're dealing with strongholds. And this stronghold as demonic and evil as this, because it's a, a fallen angel. And if they come, not if, if they come to steal, kill, and destroy, then they take a stronghold 
And the stronghold is a way of thinking and feeling that has developed a life of its own in a person. It's like tentacles that take root deep inside the crevices of the brain. And I was reading um, 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9 here. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour so that he can take a stronghold. But Apostle Peter says this, resist the enemy, stand firm in the faith, Hebrews 11 and 1, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And I just think the church has no clue with who they are wrestling with. I want to draw us back into Ephesians chapter 6 here. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, and then I want to take us over into 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 18. And Ephesians chapter 6, for those of you who may not study the scriptures, this talks about your spiritual armor and the armor that we are supposed to wear. But before the unveiling of the spiritual armor, Apostle Paul, by grace alone, shares what are we wrestling against and who are we wrestling against. And because the Western church has no idea that they're wrestling against these three orders of fallen angels, it's lost in this buffet of talking points. Each and every time there's a shooting, a mass shooting, um, there's a death. And you can actually discern this when you ask the Father. So I'm looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Um, Finally, become strong in the Lord and in the power of his strength. When you break down the scriptures there, finally become strong in the Lord. And in the power of his strength, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. Verse 12 here, pay attention. He says this, because our struggle is not against blood and flesh, but our struggle is against the rulers, the arche, the arch angels, fallen angels against the authorities the exosia another order of angels and against the world rulers of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places so here's my question our struggle is not against flood and flesh, blood, excuse me, blood and flesh, as I can get the words out of my mouth, but against the rulers. And these are orders of the fallen angels, the principalities, against the authorities, against the world rulers of this darkness. See, there are rulers, authorities, and rulers of this darkness. Let me back this up again so you can understand this. Our struggle is not against blood and flesh. But yet, after each 
you know, we're want to debate gun violence and, you know, the NRA and all this other madness and passing laws. And they won't pass laws because the pockets are too, too enriched. And so when you just make laws and, and do what is common sense, remove guns, then you may find yourself working with believers who can be peaceful. And why are believers with guns in the first place when Jesus didn't have a gun? And he told Peter, take the knife, put the sword down, after Peter cut the soldier's ear off. What was all that about? But you have all these Christians running around with guns. Is that with Christ or would that be against Christ? Because he didn't carry a gun. And many, many of his disciples didn't carry a sword either. But you are the Christian who says, I must carry a gun. Wouldn't that make you against what Jesus stood for? And he was being crucified? What is the greatest level of love? Are you a defender of truth or are you a defender of your freedom? Questions I'm asking. So back to verse 12 here. But our struggle is not against blood and flesh. But our struggle is against the rulers. Your struggle is against the arch fallen angels. Against the authorities in the heavenly realm. Against the world rulers of this darkness. And there are angels ruling in this world representing darkness and against the spiritual forces the pneumaticos of wickedness in the heavenly places right there is Ephesians chapter 3 when you understand it's because of this because of these things who you are who your struggle is against who you are to wrestle against now pick up the full armor of God in order that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand stand firm right so the church doesn't recognize that the church is up against the strategies of the devil and the strategies of the devil have always been revealed the strategies of the devil Apostle Peter's talked about 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 8 and 9 your enemy the, the devil now he has followers and these are the fallen angels your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour this is a strategy of the devil and Jesus even said this the, the thief comes to only steal kill and destroy so the strategies of, of Lucifer Apollyon and Satan and his fallen angels because they are his he is their Lord he is the lawless one there's the strategies laid out so I get to ask questions to help you understand what happened before the morning after 
Did you not understand the strategies of the devil? Did you not understand what Jesus said, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy? And I have come that you may have life and have your life full. And what Peter said, resist the enemy and his strategies, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Kind of sufferings. Second Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 10. To help you understand what happened before the morning after. I love this. Now this is Apostle Paul speaking to the hard-headed church. And then I'm going to take you right back to what Jesus has to say. For although we are living in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. He was telling them that their war with their brother is not the right way. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but powerful to God for the tearing down of fortresses, spiritual fortresses, and tearing down arguments, and tearing down all pride that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And we are they who are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your disobedience, whenever your obedience is completed. Whenever your obedience is what? Fulfilled. See, Paul was talking to Corinth regarding warfare and striving with brothers and sisters what we call striving with the flesh. And he's telling him that we do not wage war according to the flesh. And as I've given you this message, this episode, another mass shooting in Tulsa. And who's discerning? And how does the answer and truth light a dark world what happened before the morning after where were you before the morning after were you the light in darkness because you're supposed to be the light in darkness were you sharing the spirit of truth in darkness because when you're sharing the spirit of truth in darkness darkness is supposed to flee light displaces darkness Go ahead and turn all the power off in the room and the setting that you're in right now. And you'll find out very quickly that when you turn the lights on, you will have at best shadows. And if you light up the shadows, the shadows get displaced. And so this mental health debate, this mental health talk, we don't necessarily understand the spiritual laws versus the natural laws and that the spiritual realm is governing the natural realm and it governs the natural realm by impacting the state of mind and the mindset and the more state of minds and the more mindsets that the spiritual realm can govern and influence keyword influence 
you'll find a ruler positioning himself within an environment, a territory, a region. And so the better question is, it's not mental health, it's who is succumbing to which spiritual influence. Because science and the rest of our agencies don't believe or understand the realms of the spirit. Oh, what can I say to get you to understand this just a little better here? I know. Let's go here. James 4. And now Apostle James is talking about subjecting to Abba Father. Listen to what he says here. From, from where are the conflicts and from where are the quarrels of fighting among you? These quarrels, is it not from this, from your pleasures that wage war among your members? See, they're it, the quarreling and the conflicts come out from pleasures. And see, these pleasures have a spiritual influence. Whether you're influenced by the kingdom of light or you're influenced by the kingdom of darkness, everyone is influenced by one or the other. For me, I'm influenced by the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light. I used to be influenced by the kingdom of darkness. And so the influence takes on method and formalities and strategies to weaken the state of mind and the mindset or it waits for a moment of weakened state of mind and mindset maybe out of a crisis or a, tra a tragedy and then this spiritual influence takes spiritual tentacles inside of emotions and inside mindsets and see this is what this is what they're missing they don't understand that there's a spiritual levels of influence in the darkness, kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, Father's heavenly kingdom. Gosh, I can't wait to go a little more deeper because to give you this, I have to open up four more levels of boxes so that we can even understand this because the church is missing it. The church having the answer in Jesus Christ and the spirit of truth should be able to bring forth the answer to every situation happening in the world. Um, 4.2, James 4.2, your desire and do not have. You murder and are filled with envy. You murder, he's talking to in this letter, you murder and are filled with envy. This word envy, literally translated, Zelio. And this is a jealous spirit, a person who is jealous, and jealousy contrives itself out of a spiritual influence. And it then not only tricks, but strategizes with the state of mind to equip the mind to want the very thing that the mind maybe can't have or doesn't possess and James continues says are and are you not able to obtain so you fight and quarrel 
Now he's talking about just violence on low level. But what about the demonic violence? When for no reason to man, people take up arms and go in and destroy, kill, and steal from others. See, she just talked about this in Matthew 10. And I want to bring you here real quick here. Pay attention to what he says here. This is the words of Jesus. 10.21 And brother will hand over brother to death. And a father will hand over his children. And the children will rise up against the parents. And have the parents put to death. And then he talks about his disciples, his followers. And you will be hated because, by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end, this one will be saved. But look at verse 21. And brother will hand over brother to death. These are the words of Jesus. And a father will hand over his children to death. And the children will rise up against parents and have the parents put to death. These are Jesus' statements. Him being the answer, bringing forth the answer in truth to their questions. But I want to I want to just expound on this just a little bit more because you got to see this. Chapter 10, verse 34. Jesus' words, he says this, is recorded and testified to him. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And what does a sword do? A sword separates. So he's separating his goats from the, his sheep from his goat, from the goats. He's separating good and evil. Verse 35, he says, For I have come to turn a man against his father because of his name, is what he's saying, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the enemies of a man will be the members of his household. That's verse 36 right there. And my question to you, what happened before the morning after? Did we not believe the words of Jesus? Did we not use discernment? Did we not discern good from evil in our brothers and sisters? Jesus goes on and says this. Verse 36 of chapter 10. And the enemies of a man will be the members of his household. The one who leaves, who loves father and mother more than me is not even worthy of me. And the one who loves son and daughter more than me is not even worthy of me. So he, he executes that truth within a familial setting, familiar family setting. And it goes all in here, and who does not take up his own cross. A cross represents what is sacrificed and crucified. And follow me is not worthy of me, and the one who finds his life will lose it. And the one who loses his life is saved and born again. His life 
because of me will find it. Now, his name brings strife and challenge. Just like he said in 10 of 35, for I have not come to turn a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the enemies of a man will be the members of his household. The enemies within. Church. Brothers and sisters listening to this, this episode. The enemy is within. See, these are the end, end times. And you may not want me to say that. Or you may not want to hear that. But I really don't care what you want to hear. Because I'm not going to give it to you all soft and packaged. I'm going to give it to you raw. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but this is, and you are living in the end of an age, and the next age ushers in our heavenly Messiah. So this you must know. And in chapter 24, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Jesus answered and says to his disciples, watch out that no one deceives you. Okay, you can write these down. Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and they will deceive many. So first you watch out that no one deceives you. Second, many are going to come and say I am the Christ and these who come say I am the Christ will deceive many. And you're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars and are you not hearing about wars and rumors of wars? Is playing out and has been playing out. And he says this, see to it that you are not alarmed. Don't be alarmed because you are hearing about wars and rumors of wars. For these must happen, but the end is not yet. Now, I wanted to bring you to verse 7. Because this is where we're at. Nations will rise up against nations and kingdoms will rise up against kingdoms. See, he's laying all this out before us. And we are not to be alarmed. Nations are rising up against... People groups are rising up against people groups. Buffalo was one set of people group who didn't like another set of people group went into a minority group at a grocery store and decided to shoot as many dark-complected people that he could. And this one, he rose up against a younger people group because he was possessed by the strategies of Lucifer and shot up 19 children and two adults who were working to cover and protect those children why the police why the police sat outside the hallway mind blowing mind mind blowing and and over the past 4 to 5 days you know mental illness is being framed up around this individual, him being a young child as well, only 18, 19, I believe. But this isn't, mil this is a, yes, this is mental illness, but this is an illness because the little roaring lion is seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy. And this mental illness is a spiritual illness frankly speaking. 
And this spiritual illness possesses the state of mind and the mindset. And so this possessed one from a spiritual illness because the spiritual realm establishes first before the natural realm. That's just the law of, the law of life. The spiritual illness, no one's discerning. Because not many are spiritually in tuned. And you have in your house one who is spiritually ill and you allow him to remain spiritually ill and you are free and you carry the light and the truth. And one amongst you, again, Jesus said the enemy is going to be within your house. Why didn't why aren't we discerning? What's the problem with judging? brethren when Jesus said to judge many are a little antichrist at best when they're telling you and others in their church settings and fellowships we're not to judge brothers no we don't judge no you're supposed to judge Jesus said to judge them righteously judge them into alignment to the Holy Spirit and Christ Jesus and Abba Father judge them by their Spirit. But if you didn't understand that the enemy comes roaring like a lion, seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy, and the strategies that he uses to trick, then at best, your light can't be seen and you're not in truth. Jesus can't be seen in you and you're not even in truth. And the, notice how the problems are coming out of households and going into other environments and causing chaos, causing turmoil, causing strife, causing terror. So the ecclesia, what happened before the morning after? You have to do better. These strongholds, that have taken a hold of the state of mind and the mindset have to be crushed and dismantled by the power of God. And all truth, I'm just going to give you truth. Because the strongholds are manifesting spiritually and it's causing individuals to do unthinkable acts of, of vile violence, unspeakable acts, spiritual illness, yeah, I call it a spiritual illness, you can call it mental illness, but the spirit realm bleeds into the natural realm, so we take on the influence of either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. What happened before the morning after? It's time for you to address that question. Sitting here in the lab thinking about how to produce truth in this matter in the middle of some unspeakable acts. What happened before the morning after? Why aren't we judging righteously? Because what is happening in these households are... Why are we judging lovingly? 
Why are we judging with favoritism? Why are we judging as a respecter of person? But Jesus said, judge righteously. He didn't say any of that. Judge them spiritually. In the lab, mixing it up, separating, extracting the good from the ugly and the ugly out of the good, however you want to see it, what happened before the morning after. Where were you? And why didn't you? And blessed be the one who is in the happening before the morning after.